and hello hello welcome back to the gay racing podcast i almost said welcome back to the indianapolis 500 <laughs> <laughs> okay lee diffie okay <laughs> only 363 more days till the next indianapolis 500 oh um, i cannot wait but speaking of days it's june 1st so you know what that means it's pride month it's pride month bro it's yeah. our month this is the first time we're doing this podcast during Pride Month, so it's like, yes, you know, that that means something, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, how exciting! So happy Pride Month to all, you know, the girls, gay, well, not the girls, gays days, the gays days, and um, <laughs> yeah, the, the LGBTs, the the, the <laughs> LGBT community, right here. Yes, as Britney Spears would say. Um, have you seen that video yeah. where she's like, "Here I at the LGBT so. community." Yeah, <laughs> it's a place <laughs> the place is right here on the gay racing podcast that's what britney spears was talking about was us but yeah we got some stuff planned for pride month um today we'll talk about some gay drivers that you may or may not have known of um yeah thank thank you alex for doing that research um yeah i've been doing some research every every episode this month we're gonna have just highlight some past drivers that were lgbt mm-hmm. past and current and um yeah and we're gonna try to get some people on that are in the community. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, and if you hey, if you're if you're listening right now and you're interested, go ahead, d- DM us. Yeah, DM us. We're looking. Twitters for are down low. Um, if you want to talk about being gay and a racing fan, so yeah. Um, NASCAR they posted today. We already knew like they were partnered with the Trevor. Pro- no, we didn't know that. That came out like this year. The Trevor Project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they like reannounced it today for Pride Month, and which is good. They did that. Yeah, first of the month. Didn't wait. They mm-hmm. they announced it or continued to remote their their partnership with the Trevor Project, which is really cool. And then the experts in the Twitter replies were all like, "They don't care about you." Blah blah blah. Like like I know corporations do like do that rainbow yeah. shit just to like clout, mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day, is it really that bad if they're like? If they're promoting gay people, like their master plan of making gay people accepted to make more money, oh no, we're accepted in the NASCAR community now. Oh right. God. Right. It's a big deal for NASCAR to do it because of the heavily conservative fan base. Yeah. So I give them applause for that. That's that's really good. It that, really shifts the story. It turned a corner here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So um, but yeah, we'll talk about again pride a little bit later. But, of course, the Indianapolis 500 was Sunday. Oh, my gosh. I will never forget Elio Castroneves winning his fourth. I will never forget it. It was one of those moments. Like, I saw Lewis Hamilton break Schumacher's record. I saw Jimmy win his seventh. It's mm -hmm. one of those moments. I have goosebumps again, just you talking about it. I haven't watched the replay of the finish yet, and I really Mm -hmm. want to because I just need to watch it again to take it in. Right. Um, man, you know, when he was m- making that pass, he was coming up on Pelot so fast. I'm like, I think he's too far back. He was flying. Then he got right to him and got around got him on the outside. <laughs> he ran him on the outside. No one had really done that all day. Yeah. I mean, that, that whole, the whole race, usually it's like the last 20 laps. They're like, okay. Here we go. This was lap one. They were going for it. They were racing really hard all day. Um, like mm-hmm. Renus VK took off. Yeah, he like, did. And that might have. I don't. I don't even know what happened to him later in the race. But they were having mm-hmm. fuel problems, like managing fuel, because really the key was to get to like lap thirty three, lap sixty six. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, even like I think Joseph. I don't know if. I don't know what Joseph's strategy exactly was. I don't know if they like just tried to save fuel and then like pit early and then fill it up like not that much right because right. they gained a lot of positions on pit road um yeah that strategy that joseph and tim Sendrick did i they were right behind vk they came out of the pits ahead of vk which was like oh my god is and he, he was win? leading at that point almost <laughs> or like was. fighting for the lead but then i think around that point in the race vk fell off i don't remember exactly but yeah, something happened with VK. I'm not sure. I don't why. know either. I don't Same know with if... Colton Herta. Colton Herta was up there for a while, then he just kind of disappeared. 
I don't they must have like had bad outlaps or pit stops or something because it was very right. strange because the race was just taken over by what Elio Polo and then um Pato Ward. Yeah, yeah, those were the three. And I just thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a classic race. You had comers classic. and goers. You, like different people. You, I had no idea who was gonna win this race. We didn't need stages. No. Like we didn't need cautions <laughs> like scheduled cautions we had that whole race cautions. only had two cautions it was thrilling from lap one to lap 200 and i saw someone on twitter say like it was a dog fight for the last like basically the last fuel mm-hmm. run because mm-hmm. at that point the drivers knew all right it's go time let's go yep and you know nbc didn't talk about it enough in my opinion yeah they I didn't agree. at all but at the end, when Rosenquist was leading the race, if a caution came out, like a big wreck happened, yeah, no, like Rosenquist, a big wreck. Would, Rosenquist would have won the race because they don't have green-white checkers or overtime in IndyCar. Yeah. Like that, that was a story that they weren't covering, which it I was, was like on the edge of my seat. Like, oh my God, the, this race is happening. They're going to take the lead. Exactly. But these guys are up here and they're going to, if a caution comes out, they win. If they, Because like, I didn't realize so that. possibilities. I didn't exactly realize that's what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or I didn't think about it as in like, oh, the race would actually end. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, if they catch a caution, then yeah, they'll save a bit, f- bit of fuel and they'll have that track position. No, like, the race would be over right. at that point. Mm-hmm. So, and that's honestly why you don't need green white checkers to make an ending good either. So, if they say the race ends at left 200, it ends at left 200. I mean, the like, fuel numbers that's are fine. so sensitive for. Mm-hmm. Really, for all racing series, it is even NASCAR is just like, right? I don't know. I'm not well, trying to. You well, know. speak of fuel. Uh, Scott Dixon had issues. So did Alexander Rossi. He did not recover. But uh, Scott Dixon that coming. <laughs> Scott Dixon, the favorite for this race, the I would say favorite. All last week was just flying. It was P1 on the charts nearly every single session. Won the pole. He was the man to beat. Easily, mm-hmm. um, did he lead a lap in this race? I'm not sure he did. If he, I don't, I don't think he led lap one because I think Colton Hurdle led lap one, perhaps. Yeah. Wow, but uh, you, someone can fact check, fact check us on that. But Avery um, Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was watching this with my friend who doesn't watch racing usually, and they really liked it. This race, this was, I, really? they loved it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, but I was explaining Dixon and Rossi's situation. They have to pass every single car and the leader to unlap themselves to get back in contention for this race. And I'm like, the chances of that happening are slim to none. Their race is pretty much done. Right. And, you know, but I, I was saying, I said this on Twitter, I said, it's my friend. I'm like that one person who can do that is Scott Dixon. Uh, Yeah. He's like the Lewis one guy. Like Jimmy Johnson in his prime. You could never like, count Lewis Hamilton out in um mm-hmm. F one right now. Like at Turkey and even what race was it? Bahrain. We were like, ah, oh, now yeah. Max has got this. Nope. Nope. Do not count Scott Dixon out. And And you know what? Scott got a well timed caution, got back on the lead lap, and then like, oh my God, he's gonna win it. <laughs> Cause he's back in contention. I thought Scott he was about Dixon. to pull something. So what they did with Dixon with fuel to relate back to the fuel situation, mm-hmm. um, they pitted at the very last chance they could, so they would have to not only stop one time rather than twice at the end of the race, um, because they were not in a position. Because if if they were to go pit another time, they would go back a lap down. So they were just in a finicky spot. So it's like our only chance to finish in a good spot, decent spot compared to our day was to pit when they did and you know scott dixon's good enough he could save enough fuel the way mm-hmm. he did yeah and he's south um, of 17th which um he was running what 31st yeah basically ish? so he he salvaged um, it in in the championship how many points is that so he got like i'm sorry i can't read 36 points instead of um like he would have gotten 10 if he finished in the back so think about that. That is huge for yeah. the championship. It's so huge. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like at the Indy 500, it's like taboo to talk about the IndyCar championship. You know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of funny. Um, like Simon Pagina said afterward, like, "Hey, you moved up in points." It's like, I don't care. It's the Indy 500. I don't give a fuck. 
I mean, and yeah, like, I'm, that's so cool. But I, also, it still matters. That's why I like the Daytona 500 being at the beginning of the year for NASCAR because it's like they're forced mm-hmm. to not give a fuck about points, like, right? Um, so I just think that's really cool. And, but yeah, so the championship here with Scott Dixon, he was going to run like 30th or 27th around there. Um, and I'm like, this is going to change the championship, yeah. put it upside down because you get double points for this race. Um, so Dixon had like a 20 some point lead going into Indy. And now he is 36 points behind his teammate Pelot, who finished second. That's a huge swing. Mm-hmm. And it could have been more because I think Pato's only one point behind Dixon. So yeah, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to find the standings. They should not, be on IndyCar's site. I know, but like uh, where? Is it just like <laughs> under drivers? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I just clicked on drivers and it sorts them by points, so good enough. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> that... because So Dixon was out of con- contention to win the race, uh-huh. but he, ha- he ended up preserving 10 positions, which could ultimately give him the championship. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't preserve those points, he would have, like... I think he was, like, fifth or sixth in points before he yeah, they said spots fifth, back. they said fifth at one point, which is mm-hmm. crazy. I sorry, will say, I was, though... I, I was looking at a picture of Joseph. He's really cute in this little picture. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Um, but look, Alex Polo uh, is the new points leader, nearly won the Indy 500. Having a great season. He's 36 points ahead of Dixon. And, I, and I've been saying on this podcast since first race of the season for IndyCar... If you want to win the championship, you have to beat Scott Dixon. You sound like Larry Mack. I have been saying that for God knows how long now this year. And Alex Pillow not only beat Dixon, but he beat every other driver in contention for this championship. Yeah, he was the highest. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Elio took like how many? Elio points? took a bunch of points from him. No he one took like in fifteen cha- points from him. No one in the championship got those points because Elio ain't running for the championship. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Like, those points could, you know, if Pelot would have held on to the lead, that could be the difference between a championship or not. And Simon coming up to, like, fourth in points. I'm like, where yeah. did that come from? That's yeah. crazy. That's I insane. thought Simon was going to steal it. He was coming through that field. I know. Fine. I'm like, he was in the back all day. All, mm-hmm. I don't know what st- – I guess they started fueling it, like, really lightly near the end I'm of the not race. sure. I don't know. I wish – again, I wish NBC would have, like, been, like – yeah, this is what's happening, but the Penske cars. Let's talk about them a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simona got as high as I think twenty fifth, which I would say is a good day for them. They ended up DNFing. Something happened in a pit stop. Yeah. Oh, the pit stop issues. We gotta talk about that. Yeah. Right but uh, Simona, I would say that was a success. I'm really happy for Beth Peretta mm-hmm. and that whole Pret Autosport team. I'm glad they made the race. Yeah, I think um, that. I'm hoping they make... I'm hoping they come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making the race is a good first step, and then you know, yeah. get get faster. Um, and then the rest of Penske, uh, I would say all of them got into the top twelve. I think Power was a bit lower. For Power, yeah, he was flirting around the top ten. Um, yeah, what's it called? The gap. Mm-hmm. Where's the schedule? Or oh, not the schedule? The result. Yeah, where did Power finish? He finished. Um, girl, where did he finish? Oh, thirtieth. What happened? That- Really? He finished thirtieth. I think he must have been. Oh, have... I remember now. Remember his car? Like he ran. He didn't have power during the race again at the start and at the end. Yeah, I remember now. I can. I remember him being on pit road. So much happened. End. I couldn't because remember. I was like, "Hilly, Hilly, Hilly, Hilly." Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, Penske just didn't have the speed. I don't think all all month. Yeah. Um. But you Either know that, or I, they just struggled with track position. Because they yeah. qualified bad, so it's like you know, mm-hmm. don't it doesn't matter like, if your car is fast if you don't qualify good because you're stuck in see, traffic. McLaughlin was on a different pit strategy. Mm-hmm. He was on a different strategy than Joseph was on that other strategy that almost worked. If a caution would have came out, he would have been first and second with VK. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Pagenaud, I don't know exactly what his day was like, but he ended up finishing really well. But overall, really weird weekend week month for Penske month. I would say yeah yeah they they gotta come to I know Roger I know Roger's gonna mm-hmm. be be 
you know, now boys, let's let's get this going now. I want another trophy because Roger Penske loves the Indianapolis 500. Obviously, mm-hmm. he bought the Speedway. Um, right. I'm not about to buy Daytona, even though I love it so much. <laughs> but you know, if yeah. I could, I would. So mm-hmm. they they gonna get that team straight. They have to because it's been two seasons now. They kind of had mediocre races. Right. So. But well, let's talk about a, a former Pinsky driver real quick, the actual winner. We haven't talked one, about him enough. He left Elio Castro Neves. Yeah. As soon as he leaves Pinsky, he wins the Indy 500. That's a little interesting to me. Um, so I was telling Zach before we started recording, I don't think we mentioned Elio Castro Neves once. Yeah. At all. I don't think I, I even thought about it. He was like one of those drivers I almost thought about picking, but I was like, nah, VK, I got VK. I, mm-hmm. I, but I got kind of close to picking him, and I mm-hmm. wish I did. He made the fast nine. They were very fast in every practice session. Um, I saw a video on Twitter about an hour ago. I think it was from NASCAR Man, that Twitter user that posts like old stuff. Mm-hmm. It's from from last year's Indy 500. The chassis that Elio had was the slowest car in the Indy 500 last year. With the dragon. Oh, speed. the chassis he just won with. Yes. Oh, it was the slowest? It was with Dragon Speed last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they and uh, Meyer Shank bought that chassis and it won this year. So that's crazy. Interesting. What a I turnaround. mean, like, well, isn't it all spec anyway? So it's all just about like who, how you adjust the car, isn't it? I would say it still plays a huge factor. In I it, guess. Though. But isn't that just a spec chassis, though? I, I don't know how that works. We're, we're, we're not mechanics. <laughs> like I, when, I, when I read that, it's like the slowest car. And right. The, and, and the video I saw, Townsend Bell was like, oh, no, the slowest car here's in front of the leaders. It's going to slow them up. You know, this was from last year. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. That, that is interesting. Last year right. won this year, you know. That, either way, it kind of says a lot about Meyer Schenk racing. The fact that mm-hmm. they have that one-off team for the Indy 500. And this team's but, only existed for two seasons? Yeah, they were part... I think they were part-time last year with Jack Harvey. I think, I think most so. of the time. Um, I don't know if this is their only race. They're, they made it sound like he was doing more races after this. I don't know, I, though. I'm not sure. I think... Didn't he run the Indy GP? Did he? Because I don't know. Because he said, I don't know if this was like, you know, not exact, but he said he was two for two in terms of the Rolex 24 and then the Indy Oh, that's 500. right. Maybe he didn't. He ran the Rolex and then he won the Indy. Looking it up. But you know, Elio, uh, he was always one of my favorite personalities when I started watching IndyCar in the 2000s. Yeah, he was colorful. Like he was on Dancing with the Stars. I actually watched that when he won. That was really cool. Um, but you know, his last he won in two thousand one, and then twenty years later he gets his fourth, which is mm-hmm. crazy. It took a whole decade to get the fourth one. So he, let me tell you the races he's doing this year. Um, they're all pretty big events actually. So he's doing the Music City Grand Prix in Nashville. Okay. So that's pretty big. He's going to have oh. a homecoming at Indianapolis on the second race at the road course. So that will okay. be cool. Um, Grand Prix of Portland. Um, Laguna Seca, and then he's going to end it off at Long Beach. So he's doing all the big races that are left. Um, you know, mm. I think going back to Indy is going to be so cool. That is cool. That's really cool, man. They normally you know don't that, get to do that. Then Elliot is going to run the SRX too this year. Yeah, I forget. That's probably, or yeah. Yeah, because the next race is like August 8th. Yeah. 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 Huh. Hmm. That's so cool. Did you know much about Elio? I don't know how long you've been watching IndyCar. I've been watching since, like, the first year I actually watched IndyCar races was 2011. Um, I think okay. it might have just been because of Danica. I'm not really sure, but... Cause it was on, like, like, Danica ver- announced she was coming to NASCAR. Like, it it might have gotten me to look at it, and also... I mean, I okay. watched other motorsports outside of NASCAR when I was younger. I would watch them if they were on TV. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember them racing at Texas. I remember watching that, but... um, yeah. And Elio, I always remember hearing his name. And then when I would see interviews as I got older and watched more of it, seeing interviews, he was, you know, colorful. Right. He, I don't know how to compare him to someone in NASCAR. I don't know who he would be. 
I think in terms of popularity, you'd have to look at Dale Jr. Are you serious? He's that popular? I I don't think... I think IndyCar is a lot of fan favorites. I'd say Tony Kanaan is about as on Yeah, par. Tony Kanaan. Yeah. But um, the thing with Elio is, I think... Uh, what's the word? Fans that aren't into IndyCar or they don't know... know they, or... they, more, more of them would know him because he's done Dancing with the Stars. He won That's that show. That's true. And like... He's like when been IndyCar's ambassador. Yes, I would say so. And it's, I would say he's right up there with Danica as like in terms of Danica's obviously way up there like now. But I would yeah. say at one point, those those two for IndyCar at the top. And the, na- yeah, the name Castro Nevis for me, I feel like was always pretty like you knew who that was. Um, yeah. Same with Kanan and like, mm-hmm. you know, Frank Heaty. Dixon. Dixon's power. Always... Like, those five, for me, since I've been watching IndyCar, those are, like, the five IndyCar drivers that, like, you... Right. You know, that represent IndyCar for me. Right. Yeah. Um, him, that's, we got to talk about the celebration, man. That was just... Yes. I'm so glad NBC let it play out, too. Just oh, kept I know. the cameras on. Mm-hmm. I could have watched him celebrate for an hour. I wish someone had a camera on him at the damn party because I know he was having a good time. I I just had so much fun taking in that moment with Elio. Mm -hmm. You know what really made it was having fans back at the track. I didn't realize. Honestly, I didn't think about... And I get... I don't want to say his name, but that YouTuber that had a point about not being... There being no fans at Indy. Of course, last year... We couldn't have fans. It is what it is. It's a damn pandemic. Mm-hmm. I just did not realize not having fans took away that much of the atmosphere. Like, I right. knew it did, like, pre-race. But I kind of just forgot about, like, afterwards, when you win the, the Indy 500 to an empty stadium, like... Yeah. Ah. I don't know. Like At least, like, Takuma, like, he's won it before. Right. If that's any consolation. But it's just, like, I kind of feel bad for him now. It was really interesting seeing all the drivers be like, last year was miserable coming to Indy because of no fans. It just wasn't the same. And then you had Ed Carpenter, I think it was post-race, say that driver intros are his favorite part because he gets to see all the fans and hear them all. And that's, like, that's his hometown. Same for Connor Daly. Yeah. Like, those guys are just loved there, so they get to hear the crowd again for them. Didn't Shannon oh. say that, like, she thinks more of the drivers really appreciate, like, before they weren't yeah. very big on, like, the the fanfare, but now after last year, they're really, like, right. they appreciate it so much. I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Renus, remember Renus did that spin? He yeah, did that the spin! So that is so that. cute! I love him so much! <laughs> I think he's my second favorite now. Dead ass. Mm-hmm. Like, behind Joseph. Well, mm-hmm. Ed, because Ed doesn't race. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna go for the Ed Carpenter driver? Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. don't like Connor Daly enough, though. So, sorry. Yeah, he led laps though. That Graham Rahal incident. Oh my god! How do you not yeah, put the that... wheel on? <laughs> yeah, that Gra- Let's talk about Rahal Letterman Lanigan real quick. How many incidents did they have this month? They are so problematic. Like... First, the practice <laughs> thing that we didn't even talk about on an episode. I think we forgot to talk about it. Like that practice yeah, I don't think thing. We even talked about it. If you don't know what we're talking about, they like they had all three of their cars like go three wide slow down the front stretch in the middle of practice, and like it caused a crash. It's a hot between... track. It it almost caused a really bad crash with Colton Herta and Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. So that was fun. Not really. They ended up getting like a 30-minute penalty in practice or something. Yeah. And then Scott said, like, I hope they got a great photo <laughs> I... <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I hope the photo turned out okay. I hope the photo's good. <laughs> Damn. Well, and then you they think had... they posted the photo? Wait, I'm going to go look to see if they posted I don't, it. I don't think they have. Probably not. They probably... Anyways. But then Ray Hall, Lay- Lay- Ray Hall Letterman, they had... Santino Ferrucci ended up in the hospital at one point. Oh, yeah, practice. practice. And then during the race, a crew member for, didn't get a tire, which is, that's a genuine mistake, just not getting the, t- the tire tightened all the way. And mm-hmm. I bet you're going to see that a lot next year in NASCAR, by the way. The one, it's, yeah, Carnation <laughs> said, like, imagine not getting one um, nuglut, mm-hmm. nuglut, lug nut. <laughs> yeah. Lug nut tight. And, um, I feel like, I guess it is kind of, well, because if you don't get it tight, then the whole wheel's just going to come off. 
It's yeah. not like if you just miss if you miss like one lug nut, then it's okay. Well, you know, it was still four. Yeah. It'll vibrate, but. Mm -hmm. And you know that was devastating. Like I'm not a Graham Rahal fan, but like seeing him get out of the car and just be in pure devastation, get on his knees and everything. That crash was kind of gnarly, especially yeah. in front of the field. We got really lucky. I'm, ju I'm just saying, like he thought he was going to win the race. He thought they were in position to win. He got out of the car and was like devastated. That that really shows to me like how crazy this race. Like we talked about last week with Shannon, how important this race is to fans, like the drivers. Just too. Fan. Yeah, I can't imagine winning that mm. race. I just I thought reason I would want to be a race car driver is to just try and accomplish stuff like that. Just right. for that feeling. Mm. That's insane. Um, one more point on the Indy five hundred, the youth versus the veterans. I was talked a lot about on NBC. Um, the young guys have arrived. Uh, Elio still won the race as a veteran. He's 46, but the youth guys like Renus VK, Colton Herta, Pato Award, those guys were all the ones up front. Mm -hmm. Like, are we seeing a change of the guard here, or is this just like I think so. Now? I mean, just not only in the Indy 500, because I feel like this race is, it's, I mean, it's the longest race they do. I felt like it always kind of Mm -hmm. um preferred preferred like older guys always did better in it even though i think the indy 500 has always kind of had a history of like i think elio like what in his first start did he win or like second start i think i'm not sure 2001 when he but... won it for the first time mm -hmm. i don't know but yep. it was like yeah. one of his first starts and he won he won the 500 so and Montoya did the same thing. He's won it twice and like now four times. So, mm -hmm. um, but then I feel like most of the time though, it's like the older veterans always running up front because they know how to save fuel. Like Dixon, yep. he was chilling. You know, VK and Hurdle right. were up front, but Dixon was chilling. But I mean, if you just look at the season, Polo has a win, Pato, like how yep. many first time winners have we gotten? Like three, VK. Yep. So three in the first five races, first time winners. Yeah. So. It's I don't know what about it this year that's made this happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, but maybe it's just kind of the. I mean, a lot of talent has come into IndyCar lately. I feel yeah. Like. So and and I I said this last week too. I think when Scott McLaughlin starts uh, getting more experience, he's going to be right up there with he's him too. Already really fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, he. I mean, I know it's all about the the car not all about it's not all about the car like scott like he was fastest in qualifying that's what i meant mm -hmm. and he was pretty good in the race um that was his yeah. first indy 500 that, he's never oval raced before right so i just that even second at texas yeah second at texas he's really impressive he's gonna mm -hmm. he could get a win by the end of the season i i said gateway <laughs> i'll be there I'll know about all that now. <laughs> It'll either be Joseph, Pato, or um Yeah, one of my boys. God, one of your boys. Yeah. Those are your boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's New Garden, Carpenter, and VK. Love that. Mm -hmm. Um, did you, you did not watch the NBC pre-race, right? I watched, watched I started watching it. I watched it on NBC. I don't think I watched the NBC SN part. Okay. Okay. So this pre-race show on NBC. This is probably the best pre-race show I've ever watched. I was kind of blown cool. away. Yeah. Um, this, it like actually showed the prestige of this race and like really embraced it. Um, the production was incredible. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I was really impressed. And then yeah, Danica Patrick, she was really good. And Mike Tirico. Danica's um, always a really good analyst. Like, yeah. she's underrated in terms of being a, like talking about what the Indy 500 means and like the, the how mm -hmm. the day goes. Um, I think having her there was cool. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about Steve and Jimmy? I like them during the practice sessions because on, on Peacock, when they would go to, yeah, or I guess for qualifying on, during when they go to commercial, Steve and Jimmy from the show. Mm -hmm. They were okay. I think Jimmy's voice is a little too soft. It's not, it's not his fault. But, like, you can't hear him over the car sometimes, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind um, of funny. <laughs> but Jimmy did really good for first time doing something like that. Yeah, because he hasn't done really TV before, so. No. I was, wonder I like if him. he'll do stuff for NASCAR NBC. I feel Maybe. like he, he'll have to. I know he will. 
I bet I, he will. He's point. he's going to whatever weekends he's not doing IndyCar. I feel like he's gonna, mm-hmm. or maybe even more IndyCar. Oh, well, I guess it's there's only one oval race left. Never mind. Yeah, but <laughs> in honor in honor of a uh, Pride Month, I do want to say hi, Jack Collinsworth. Um, <laughs> hello. Oh my God, <laughs> we thought he was so cute. I, yeah, me and Alex texted us texted each other at the same time, roughly, and we we're like, girl. Who is, Who is this guy? Who Hello? is this? And I said he sounded like young Vince Welch. He does. He sounded when like you Vince said Welch, that, I'm like, yeah. Not as, he sounded like Vince Welch, but not as croaky. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Doesn't have a frog in his throat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, what a race. Indy 500. What Again, a race. I, I, it was intense. There's probably stuff we're not mentioning. Just so much happened. I feel like, what was the other incident? Oh, that was when Stefan Wilson spun. Yeah, the pit road oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. There I, were that three guys, that ca- three cars that there came down and three, spun. I feel like. It was almost every pit stop, I feel like. Yeah. Or there were, guys, there were people that had close calls. Like Scott McLaughlin mm-hmm. at one point, I think. Like he was getting, he, he had got, to catch it. Yeah, loose. Yeah, he had to yeah. catch it. Some guys caught it, some didn't. And, that just made me think of pit road stuff like mm-hmm. i i've i'm probably one of the only people that think this but i think oval pit roads are kind of dangerous because there's just mm-hmm. a straight line from the track to the pit boxes and right. if a, you know larry mack always has said a car will find they will find They'll they find will get it if they can get to it something like that yeah. yeah i just feel like there's a disaster waiting to happen Right. Um, and this goes for NASCAR. Obviously, they race at a lot of ovals. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. There's got to be a better way to like. I I think Stefan Wilson's incident was probably like you know there was a car spinning and like there were pit crew members just standing there like like trying to make sure they don't get hit. So I don't know what else they can do. You know, there's a it's few like, things they could do. What Formula One does, I guess, but that makes the pit stops like even. Like the fans won't be able to see it. That's the kind of the appeal to like, a lot of stuff for IndyCar and NASCAR. I feel. What like. do you mean? For IndyCars, uh, pat, like the pit where they pit, it's kind of yeah. you can't really see it as much at, at some tracks. I could be wrong, but it's like if it's just further away from the track, you're not going to be able to for the fans to see. Well, it. really, it's all about pit entry. It's it's like. Because if there's a straight line from the last pick box, or mm-hmm. the, I guess the first, no, the last pick box, from like where the cars are on the track, if there's a straight mm-hmm. line, I feel like there's just potential for bad. I mean, I don't, I guess it's not a straight line. I guess the wall starts before then, but you know what I mean? It's just like there's a lot of open space there and a car could get out of yeah. control. Um, mm-hmm. They could also try moving like the speed line earlier. I don't, yeah. That's kind of unsafe though, because then you have slow cars like a lot earlier yeah. off for. And you know they're gonna make them. They'll wait until the last second to slow down. So. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of. I don't know. See, it's yeah. like I'm trying to solve a problem that's obviously very hard to solve. At least some kind of wall or like the walls mm-hmm. can kind of funnel in as much as they can to protect mm-hmm. those the line of pit boxes. That's right. really what would be nice yeah um anything else on the indianapolis 500 we could talk about this all day i could (laughs) well back sorry i'm still on the pit road thing because i i was watching charlotte and i was like i didn't realize that mile and a half they're literally in the middle of turn four and they Mm -hmm. are getting on the pit road i'm just like this shit looks dangerous like yeah (laughs) like you know, Daytona Talladega, as unsafe as the racing is, those tracks have really safe pit entries because yeah. they're so big and they have all that space. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to solve a problem that might not be a problem, but if it becomes a problem, it's going to be a really big problem. Would you rather, this is more of a NASCAR question, I guess, would you rather there not be live pit stops? Because NASCAR considered okay, that. Okay, I didn't say all that. I didn't That's... say. NASCAR's no, already I didn't doing say it with all Arca. That now. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Slow I down did... there, Alex. I don't know about <laughs> all that. Come on. Okay. Hold up. Okay. <laughs> I'm I just hate saying you brought that up. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's. I don't know. I don't think you can ever make it completely safe. 
Can it be safer? Probably, That's but I don't thing. know. What I see. See, I see opportunities where it can be safer. Stuff like okay. IndyCar oval racing, I have no fucking idea how to make that safer. I don't know if you can. At at Gateway, they take this uh, service road on the inside. They have to slow down on the back stretch to get to it. Right. I thought about like, something at, like that for NASCAR, where it's like yeah. you get on the apron in turn three. You don't have to slow down before then, but it's like the commitment line. So it's just like right. you come under onto the apron. You can go as fast as you want on the apron, but mm-hmm. and then you slow down once you get to pit road, just so you don't have to like come off the banking and shit. Right. Right. And if you're on the apron, you're already going slower. So yeah, something like that. And I mean, okay. Indianapolis also has an access road, so don't know why they don't use that. But whatever. I think that's mainly it's mainly for cars that are like slow to get off the track. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I see what you're. I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, I, I'm not. I like. It's just like every time I see an incident near pit road, I'm just like, there's literally people over. I don't see. I just don't want a crew member sandwich. Right. You know no, what I, I mean? I get that for sure. I just. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna happen. And like there's F- been a lot of close calls over the years. FIA grade one circuits, they always make sure pit road is like a, a car on the track cannot spin into pit road. It's just impossible the way they design it with the walls. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying NASCAR needs to do NASCAR and IndyCar and ovals. They don't need to do all that, but just something. Yeah. I don't know. Something to think about. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk about pit road for like 10 minutes. I really didn't. <laughs> it's okay. But um, yeah. Indy 500. Loved it greatest um, race i've if seen if you've listened if you listen to our podcast we've been hyping it up like i that promised like it, it fulfilled everything we were talking about a lot of people on twitter including the the kind of the cynical racing people like like basically mm-hmm. my twitter like i'm always complaining about nascar or something blah 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 um mm-hmm. th- they said that was the best race they've watched and like a, a lot older people said that too like that's one of the best races they've watched like ever mm-hmm I would put it somewhere up there. I don't know if it's the best, but it's somewhere up there. It's sure. one of the best races I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Like up there with the 2015 D 500 for me. And mm-hmm. what other NASCAR races have I really liked? I can't think of it on the top of my head, but yeah, it's, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I did not know who was going to win. And the last lap with the lap traffic. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah the lap the lap traffic was that stressed that was... me out yeah <laughs> i was screaming the fans did you hear how loud the fans got i don't know if it was just for elio or if it was for elio and like the fact that like oh my god like if i was that indy i would have been like oh my god they're in live traffic yeah because that's how i was in my bedroom <laughs> so what a good race well zach it is pride month unfortunately so... i'm just kidding <laughs> homophobic over here um so like we said earlier i have a couple of drivers every week just kind of doing some research kind of learning about some lgbt drivers that i want to share with you all Mm -hmm. just kind of talk about the past the current cool so stephen rhodes uh we've we've heard about him right Mm -hmm. he ran two nascar truck races in 2003 he was nascar's first openly gay driver um i didn't realize he only ran two races but uh in trucks mm. yep uh and then devin rouse um he's also making a truck debut at knoxville raceway mm-hmm. next month uh, we had devin on our podcast i would go rec- recommend you check that out in january check him out that was, yeah um then mike butler is the first known gay f1 driver um he was never actually openly gay like he would bring like girls he would say were his wife apparently because he didn't want to get in trouble <laughs> Oh my god, that's why am I laughing? That's awful. Like, (laughs) my source on this is Racing Pride, by the way. They have a giant article about him. I highly recommend people check it out. Um, he began racing in the 1960s, he won multiple races in F3. Um, and for he made his Formula One debut in 1971 and he ran three seasons. He was teammates with Nikki Lauda. That's wow. pretty cool. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, he ended up passing away in 1988 due to AIDS. Yeah, I gasped um, because I read that bullet and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's I cool. did not know there was ever a gay F1 driver until I started doing some research last night for this podcast. The AIDS crisis really makes me sad. They do not do a good mm-hmm. enough job of teaching that in school. Not at all. That Like, basically, they didn't talk about it at all, so... I still don't know enough about it. I don't either. I only knew... I only did research for it because I was doing an artist presentation about 
he was a gay artist um and he mm-hmm. did art about aids because his husband died of aids and he also had aids right so, right this kind of sucks but yeah mike yeah. what's his name what's his last name be say it. i think it's pronounced butler butler what um what nationality was he did you know? I I do not know. I could look that up real okay, quick. Okay, I'm curious because you know they're F1. Um, it would have been cool if F1 like I I don't know if it's that widely known, but if like you know the hashtag re, we races one campaign gave you know right like you know what recognition to recognition, but um they're too busy with rainbows and it stuff. was British. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Um. Yeah, that was it was a lot of fun reading about him and you know I didn't there's not a lot of information we're giving just like let you know that these guys exist and yeah. gay people have always existed. LGBT gay. people have always existed. Mm-hmm. And even in racing, as crazy as that sounds to many people. I mean there could we, be we've had people sorry to cut you off. No, have, I cut you off. <laughs> we've had we've we've had people <laughs> message both of us saying like I didn't know there were other gay fans in general into racing. Um, but you know, there's, there are gay drivers too, and there are gay drivers and trans drivers. We're going to be talking about more of them as the month goes on. And too. honestly, there could be gay drivers in racing now. Yeah. They just or not, maybe not out. gay, but like bisexual, like, mm-hmm. you know, like you never know. You really don't, yeah. um, stereotypes, they're not accurate. So, right. Who knows? Guess guess we'll never know, <laughs> or maybe we will. See, that's the thing. It's like once maybe if NASCAR, you know, it's kind of more accepted that's, to be gay in NASCAR. They that's might... why NASCAR having this campaign is huge. Yeah, because you know drivers that you know they're they're national figures. Even mm-hmm. national figures deserve to be themselves. Like right. if they want to show themselves, they deserve to show themselves. And yeah, absolutely. It's important. All right. Speaking so, of NASCAR, real quick, <laughs> real uh, quick, gonna... which is not what the race was. <laughs> we <laughs> we're in the shortest <laughs> amount of time talking about the longest race of the year. So we're about to make our race picks for next week, but for for the six hundred, I had Tyler Reddick, you had Denny Hamlin. Once again, our guys are racing with each other whole night. <laughs> yeah, who won between that? Uh, you ended up finishing higher than Reddick. Let's fucking so Hamlin, go, Denny. I think. I think it was Hamlin six and Reddick eighth, something right. like that. I'm not picking him anymore, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> not winning this year. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I hope he wins a championship. I want the I want someone with no Matt wins win this championship. No, he'll have. I mean, I feel like the Cup champion will always win that last race. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Um, you were saying earlier that Kyle Busch made this race mm-hmm. tolerable at times, but other than that, I didn't. honestly i was really surprised with the side-by-side action they that they were able Mm -hmm. to get throughout the whole race it was better than most 550 Mm -hmm. tracks yeah i was really impressed with that i don't know if the pj1 actually did its job i honestly doubt it i don't think so. i don't think that's what it had anything to do with um unless it was like it made guys i feel like what happened with the pj1 is guys would drive the middle lane because they thought it was Mm -hmm. making them go faster and then the dude behind them would just dive down low and get beside them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they're racing like NR two thousand three AI sometimes. But right. Kyle Busch, I think he made the show because he was battling with Chase Elliott and William Byron for the, like really the last stage at least. Um, I don't remember. Right. He was battling with the Hendrick cars a lot, and I think that was really interesting. He basically broke up another Hendrick one two three four. So. Right. Not only was it fun, but it's impressive from Kyle Busch. I thought it was a breath of fresh air to see him run good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he won at Kansas a few weeks ago, so Alex told me earlier they've got their mile-and-a-half program kind of fixed. I would say so. Compared to last year, I mean, they did win Texas last fall, Kyle Busch yeah. did. But I would say they're kind of back to being competitive week in, week out, on the mile-and-a-half, at least. Yeah. So that's something to watch out for the rest of the season. Kyle Busch. Um, mm-hmm. Besides that, yeah, the race was, I mean, again, stages ruined it. 550 doesn't make it the best. If the I broadcast choose... was terrible. Fox was awful. Oh, my that God. Was... They cut to Jay Leno at one point. That was full screen. Yeah, I I don't want to complain too much about NASCAR. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I I'm just starting to, like, not... I, I just was not impressed. Yeah, 
I need to stop yeah. putting energy into complaining about NASCAR because honestly, they're mm-hmm. probably not going to change. Positive vibes with IndyCar. They made me so happy. Mm-hmm. I IndyCar is my favorite thing right now, just in general. Yeah. So, but you know what? Yeah. I I've been kind of chilling during NASCAR races more because it's just like I feel like I don't have to pay attention to this race because it does not start until stage three. So true. <laughs> um, true. So I'm really, I'm really, honestly, the best part about NASCAR races, the memes, mm-hmm. the memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Twitter memes, the Twitter, like chaos. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love it. I will never, I I, I will never like, I don't know. You, I, yeah. Moving on. So race picks, Sonoma. Sonoma. We did no not one's talking race, about how we're going to Sonoma. We did not race at Sonoma last year because of the pandemic. Um, 2019, Truex was the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had Kyle Busch, Blaney, DiBenedetto, and Hamlin, the top five. Um, what you thinking? This is Fox's next to last race. They also have the all-star race. Um, I didn't realize and that. It, and then oh, it goes no. to NBC. Because um, NBC picks up with Nashville. Yep. I'm excited for Nashville. That's going to be a good race if Darlington mm-hmm. was that good. It'll be 750, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I actually have not had a pick yet. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, we're making a pick. I mean, I have the like, um, people in my head, but I don't know if I actually want to go with them. Okay. Apparently, Clint Boyer has a really good average finish at road courses. He gonna course. win from the Fox booth? No, I, that's not what I was saying, <laughs> Alex. I was just saying, like, damn, he he ran really good at road courses. Yeah, he <laughs> has a win there too, Alex. <laughs> He's, is he gonna win from the Fox booth? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the only one winning in the Fox booth is Jeff Gordon because he owns True. 100 Motorsports. True. Jesus Christ. That Wait, wasn't that funny Sunday because like there were lap cars in front of Chase Elliott and Jeff Gordon was like, mm-hmm. oh, these lap cars need to get out of the way, man. Oh my gosh. <sighs> oh, Jeff Gordon. It was funny. God, that's Coda. He ran down to go celebrate with Chase Elliott. Yeah. Oh, that shit's funny. All right, I think I know who I'm going to go with for this weekend. I don't. Wait, let me keep looking. Who's that one guy I was thinking of? What's this? Ooh, girl, you kind of suck. <laughs> I don't know about all that now. Really? You did? Mm. These are the thoughts of Zach. <laughs> I got a lot of them. Who even ran good at co- Oh, okay. Okay. You know what? I got my pick. Okay, you got it? You ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Kyle Larson. Martin Truex. <laughs> My man has not let me down. My man has not let me down. So that's honestly, you could pick Larson anywhere. And I'm about to start picking him every week pick. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you better not fuck around and steal him from me, though. Or you could. I might. Mm. Um,. So yeah, I picked Truex. I I don't think Elliot's gonna win another like another road course that quick. I low I think key he, do. I could see it. I just <laughs> I feel like I just feel like Truex is usually yeah. the next best on road courses. So well, Coda he wasn't even like I feel like at Coda he wasn't really even that fast. He just kind of happened well, to get in the first through strategy. He got he got wrecked out though, so we didn't really get to see how his race played out. No, I meant um Chase, not Truex. Oh. Sorry. Chase won. Exactly. But yeah. he wasn't like the fastest car all day. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's right. what I meant. Because like normally he's the fastest car all day. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, true. X, I, I don't know. We'll see. He struggled at Coda a little bit, but I, I'm also, yeah, he was in that wreck. So, mm-hmm. and it was also just a new road course. Um, Sonoma, we've been yeah. on a Sonoma for a long time. Um, the carousel mm-hmm. is still a bit new. By the oh, way, yeah, they're doing the carousel. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Last time we've talked about it before, but I don't like the carousel. Yeah, I did not watch the race they did it with the carousel, but uh, played on NASCAR Heat. I was working that day, but yeah, I played it on the NASCAR Heat game, and I was like going full throttle down that straightaway where you would normally skip the carousel, and Mm -hmm. I hit the tire barrier. Right, right. (laughs) Then I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to turn there. Oh, the turn that they cut out. By doing the carousel, was the was best one of the, turn, one of the best turns on the track. It was one yeah. of the times where having no track limits was actually kind of fun. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of lame. But Sonoma, the nostalgia I get with Sonoma is NASCAR like NASCAR on TNT. It's always NASCAR on TNT number one, but yeah. also just that hairpin was always so fun to like mm-hmm. watch. And when I played with my like toy NASCARs, I would kind of create my own version of Sonoma. Like it was just yeah. some twisty road course with a hairpin at the end. That's really, really what I did. And oh, so fun, man. Mm-hmm. Good memories. Well, and Formula One is back. We're not going to make picks. We, are, we do our fantasy. Zach doesn't. Because I forget. <laughs> um, Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> but yeah, uh, where's F1 at? Baku? Azerbaijan, Baku, that street course that's like I, th- that really long straightaway. I love that track in the game, the F1 it's game. It's fun. It is my favorite so far. The straightaway is so long. Mm hmm. Ooh, I can't wait. I've heard really good things about the race, too, like the real-life race. They've had good so. races. Like, 2017 mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, 2019 was when Charles hit the, the wall in the castle section. He was like, I'm stupid. Ooh. Oh, I'm no. stupid. Have you heard of that <laughs> meme? I think so. I am stupid. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else, Zach, for this week? Um... When's the next? I think the next IMSA race is Detroit, which is the same weekend as IndyCar. Mm. Um, That'll be fun. But yeah, IndyCar has an off week, and then they'll be back at Detroit. Which is weird, because, like, I'm used to them, like, racing for, like, five straight weeks, like, in the Indy 500s in, like, the middle of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for Sonoma. Yeah, me too. Um, So, again, nostalgia. Um, is Xfinity at Mid Ohio, or is that not happening this I, week? I think something's happening at Mid Ohio. I think they are. Yeah, right. Because then they they go to Texas with the All Star race. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's all I got. Um. Again, Happy Pride Month, y'all. Um, yeah, happy Pride Month. I don't know what to tell y'all to do to celebrate. What What do people do to celebrate? Go to Pride. Yeah. Go is to that Pride. Even a thing this year. I imagine in many places it is, as long as they're vaccinated and stuff. It's safe I'm to vaccinated. Do that. Are you I'm fully vaccinated? vaccinated? I am, yeah. <gasps> Dude. Wait, have you been to Pride before? I've been to one Pride in 2019. Yeah. I've never been. I feel like it I need so to go. Fun. It's fun. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow myself at Newgaden on Twitter, Zach at DreamyZach28, and the podcast at Dreamy at DreamyZach. <laughs> yep. Follow Zach twice. That's it, Miles. <laughs> okay, at Gay Racing Pod for the podcast. I looked at Zach and I started saying his username. I am. Um, the, I am the Gay Racing Podcast. <laughs> are the Gay Racing Podcast? <laughs> we need well, a Gay Racing Hype House in Indianapolis. Yes, let's. He wants to come live with us. Gay Racing Hype House. So just so we can get Joseph to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Um, For me and Alex, um, peace out. Have a good week. Bye.